When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Uh, we have a second test getting underway in Pakistan uh, today. The Black Caps uh, over there, of course, a, a drawn first test. Tried their best to win it. Uh, joining us to talk about that and a few other things is former Black Caps spinner Taryn Athula. G'day, Taryn. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, good, mate. Well, what was the uh, the biggest change, do you think, uh, that you saw an approach from the Black Caps uh, in Tim Southey's first dig as captain? Um, bringing back Ish into the test fold, I think that's a big success for me, just looking at a, a long-term perspective from a test spin stock point of view. Yeah, I mean, they had uh, both him and Ajaz playing, and then, of course, Michael Bracewell, who's kind of more of a, I guess, an all-rounder. I mean, I'm trying to remember the, the last time we played three spinners, Mitch. No, it's been some t- some time. I would have thought um, on that on that Taron. What did what did you like? Obviously, Ish was a little bit a um, little bit choppy in the first innings. Obviously, getting some runs, he kind of got a bit of confidence. What did you like about the way he went about that second innings? Um, yeah, I, look, I I thought he was trying to play to his strengths a bit more. Like um, it wasn't necessarily trying to bowl a, a different way. He he's obviously found a great level of success in white ball cricket and he he got the impression that he was trying to marry the two up trying to apply his strengths through white ball cricket and apply it into a four day uh, into a test ball f- uh, format yeah it's I mean the thing that Taron that has been levelled at Ish as a criticism when it came to the longer format of the game is that he would bowl you five good balls and then there was he was always a bit loose with one um, and and the pressure would be released. How, how do you think he's changed his approach? Because I know that probably uh, I'm trying to remember now a few months ago I talked to Gary Stead and he he talked about the reason they didn't take Ish to the Chapel Hadley series over in Australia is because he'd been working on his action a bit. I mean, what changes have you seen? Um, oh, Mitch will tell you this. He's he's changed his run up completely. He's no longer walking in like your traditional Shane Warne like approach. He's kind of now pretty much running in from the get go. So that's a noticeable change. I do think to your first point around five good balls and the odd bad ball. Well, nobody means to bowl a bad ball, and Mitch will allude to this. Like leg spin is not easy, and the way I'd flip the narrative and say, look, off those five good balls he bowls, they are wicket taking balls. But rather, Mitch um, is actually looking to take wickets than worry about that one bad ball. He's never going to be picked as a defensive spinner. And I think that's a mindset switch from Saudi wanting to win games, wanting to take wickets. That's how I'm wanting to read it anyway. 
That's um that's a really good point you make there um, about Ish. Um, we do have another leg spinner in the country who's who's starting to name get bandied around. Obviously, Raheem played for England in his first test as a youngster with basically no first class experience. I thought they might have just taken a bolter with a, a young Addy Ashok. Uh, you have been mentoring Addy over the last couple of years, mate. What what do you like about the Auckland leg spinner? He bowls at a good pace. He go, he bowls at the pace that I think is required for a spinner to be operating at. You know, it's your high 80s, early 90s, you know, in that kind of area. He, at a young age, he's able to summon that level of energy and show consistency bowling at that pace. So that's a good part about the kid. Um, yeah, I, I personally like the idea of him playing a lot more first-class cricket at home and really getting his foundations Fitted in nicely. Like we saw Ish going to Test cricket after a year off mm. Best Plus cricket, and he's taken his time. Addy's success, similar to Ish, is that through wide ball cricket to date. So it'll be nice to see Ish just be um, Addy being given that support and op- opportunities to develop his red ball skills before he gets to taste a higher level. Is that, is that your role as a mentor to try and guide him into into? choosing that right path and for when he's ready? Because as a youngster with the skill that he's got, um, he'll be wanting to try to play for New, New Zealand as quickly as possible. Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah anyone, you know, every single first-class cricketer on the circuit would, yeah, would give up anything, most things, to kind of be playing for New Zealand. So he's in a similar boat. For him, I suppose, our work on is to try and get him to own his skill set, regardless of the type, the colour of the ball in his hand, for him to be able to dominate his skills consistently and have great control of his art, then the rest will kind of look after itself. In terms of uh, bowling in New Zealand conditions for a leg spinner versus going, you know, uh, to the subcontinent, we've seen in the past the New Zealand team being, you know, reluctant to pick a spinner for home tests. I mean, we even saw, um, you know, when Ajaz took ten for, and then the next test series we have at home, he doesn't, he doesn't even get a bowl. Um, do you think? that that mindset needs to change? Do you think it will? Um, I, yeah, I, I'd like, yeah, being a spinner myself, I'd like to think that that should change and um, for in the best interest of spinners across the whole calendar, you know, it should, um, they should have opportunities for spinners to continue to play. But then New Zealand cricket has shown that the ability to be flexible and adapt has given them all the success they've had so far. So, there's no reason, yeah, there's obviously method to the madness. Mm. Um, but I do I do think Saudi will be a bit more Brendan McCullum-like. He'll be aggressive. He'll want to win tests. He'll want to take wickets. So with that, he'll want to cover all bases. So I do hope that he will play more spinners at home, and he definitely will be attacking. So somebody like Ish being back in the test side is really nice to watch. Uh, Taryn, you've um, you've actually talking about spinners. Uh, the White Ferns, uh, Fran jo- Jonas, has just been named in the Under-19 team to go to the T20 World Cup in February in South Africa. Uh, you're part of the coaching um, structure there with Donovan Grob- Grobler and Sarah McGlashan. Uh, how, how are the girls shaping up? I know you took them to India, and how was that tour for you guys? Oh, look, from a development point of view, um, we definitely achieved the objects of the tour. Um, quite a few of the girls were exposed to India in all facets and all facets of India. So there was a 
um, great experience for them. Um, it was the side we took over wasn't necessarily the under-19 side. It was a 19s and a development side. So there was a handful of girls that don't qualify for the World Cup. That was, a again, a development experience for them. Um, I've not had much to do with Fran, so um, she, obviously she's been in the white ferns. So it'll be really interesting to see... Um, you know, her coming down and actually being amongst her peers for once mm. and the leadership and the skills that she'll bring bring down from the White Fence um, camp. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to working with her. She's obviously a um, young um, Cornwall girl. We've seen her come through the ranks, but I've not had much to do with her. So I'm looking forward to it. I've only heard good things about her. Uh, I, I know you're a, a predominantly a, you know a spin coach, Taryn, uh, with what you do. But how much work do you do uh, then with the wicket keepers as well? Because you know uh, the wicket keeper is a, is a big part of the arsenal um, for for any spinner. You know when you're bringing in stumpings as well as core behinds, which you maybe pace bowlers don't normally get. So someone like Izzy Gaze, how much work do you do with her on a tour like you've just been on? Um. It wouldn't necessarily be hands-on, but it's more around the tactical point of um, a tactical um, angle and keeping them involved. And it's they become your the keepers become your external set of eyes and ears because they're so much closer to the game. And yeah, so they are able to give you immediate feedback loops to the bowlers. So it's about what my part is to continue to encourage the bowlers to seek feedback from the keepers and vice versa. Encourage the bowler and the keeper to continue to feed back in. Again, um, I suppose encouraging them to have that um, working relationship to try and maximise mm. their, their time on the ground. Uh, you're with us on, uh, well, Izzy and Kempi on SENZ. We are talking to former Black Cap, Taryn Nathula, uh, past what, director of sports, uh, what other pies, fingers do you have in pies around around the shop, Taryn? Uh, you're also now obviously going down the coaching route. How much is um, being a coach different to being a player? Oh, very different. Very, um, yeah, re- really different. I think you, see, you get to have a bit more of an appreciation of um, what the coach goes through. Um, but, yeah, it's... Um, it's a unique experience, but at the same time, it's no different to your everyday workforce stuff, you know, people management and relationship building. So it, it kind of helps to be a cricket badger so you can continue to kind of be involved in cricket. But then, yeah, a lot of, a lot of the learnings from cricket, from this coaching part, I'm able to kind of trans- transfer them into my work everyday life and vice versa. What if I learn at work? I'm able to bring that in from a relationship point of view. Yeah, um, Taryn, I mean, we, we've got a uh, we've got Robbie O'Donnell coming on after nine uh, to talk Super Smash. Of course, the Aces uh, take on the Vaults today at uh, the Kennards uh, Oval. Um, how are you seeing that competition develop? The reason I ask this is because uh, there was a conversation on Twitter that I, I, I was a part of, and people talking about the difference between the BBL the IPL and the Super Smash and you know people saying look I'd rather watch the Super Smash than those other comps because I know the players and I have a horse in the race over team to support um, how, how, where are you at with the development of the Super Smash as a competition and where it sits next to maybe some of those other other comps that have all the all the franchise players I, I think the cricket itself is a standout product in its own right it's, it's unique it's different we've 
We play on different grounds. Our surfaces are very different to Australia, and Mitchie, having played around the world, would tell you this and knows better than I do. But from a viewership point of view, for me, it's an attractive package, and it's a competitive package. Um, it would be nice to see a couple more overseas players thrown into this to try and really take it to the next level. And, and when I say overseas players, it would be nice to have some marquee players, not just run-of-the-mill you know, first-grade clubbies from Australia, but actually get some big blockbuster players come in and try and take this package to their elite status. Um, yeah, that, that, that's my view on it. I think it's at a level where it's very competitive. I think some of the better stacked um, Super Smash teams would be very competitive against any of the other franchise teams in New Zealand. Our tracks are very different, and our fields, our dimensions, everything kind of come into play. So we, we'd stay, stand up against any other team, I think. If you could pick any uh, superstar from around the world to, uh, to cherry-pick for a Super Smash season for, say, the Auckland Aces, who would you go for? War. Um, Mitch, Mitch McLennigan's not available, by the way. Joffre Archer. Joffre Archer. We were, we were promised him a few times by um, Mark O'Donnell, but never came to fruition. And Chris Gale nice was to top of the list Mitchie as well, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, Mitchie had one end and Joffre at the other end, I think. Yeah, that'd be quite nice to watch from short fine leg. Isn't that funny, a leg spin? I see, see Terence just protecting his spot on the side. He didn't want Rashid Khan. <laughs> Uh, nicely done. There's enough people that bowl straight breaks, Mitchie. We don't need two people bowling straight balls. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Tara, what about, I'll just throw this out there, because it has been talked about before, what about um, if they expanded the Big Bash in Australia, would you like to see like a, a, a Warriors or a Breakers type scenario where we have a, a New Zealand team or maybe even two New Zealand teams, a North Island, South Island team, something like that in, in the mix? Well, funny you should bring that up. Mitchie and I, we, um, we're, we've been um, theorists when we um, played together. So my theory on this is that they shouldn't open up a Warriors team or a New Zealand team, but they can have a, another Australian-based team where their population numbers just add up. But instead of having you know, a team of 11, you could have three New Zealanders that don't count as overseas players. Mm. So you could have two overseas, three New Zealanders, and six... Australians, so that way the competition is better, better quality cricketers, and we can have three players across eight to ten teams, so they can actually have two more teams and have New Zealanders in there as locals as a different category. Yeah, I like it. I like it because I mean they must be struggling a little, little bit for depth over there because I see uh, Dan Christian is still playing and he's what fifty three now. How old? <laughs> Same age as Mitch, I think. <laughs> You 53, much? Close. Close. <laughs> Feel it. That's for sure. Yeah, and I was really surprised. I turned on the Big Bash the other night and he would still run around for the Brisbane Heat. Mm. Oh, man, it's crazy. Um, Taryn, we had a couple of games at Pookie Park um, the other day, the CDs, your, your old stomping ground, mate. Um, who's impressed you from CD this year? Josh Clarkson. Mm. Holy hell, he can hit a ball. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, I mean, is it fair, is it fair that he's allowed to play at Pookie Park? <laughs> oh, he should be. His sixes should be about six tiers up. Hey, that, that boy can hit, can't he? Oh, yeah. I think he. I think Mitchie, we played in a game a few years ago, and he was only an 18 year old kid. They stole a game from us under our noses, and 
he hit me for a six, I'm pretty sure that ball's still travelling. Like, proper hit. <laughs> That's not landed anyway. It's still going. Is he, is he the biggest hitter you've, you've bowled to, Taryn? Who would he be comparable with? Oh, oh wow. Um, he definitely is the biggest um, up-and-coming player. Like, in terms of ball striking, up-and-coming, he definitely is the biggest. Yeah, good stuff, Darren. Hey, listen, man, thanks very much for coming on having a chat. Good to get your thoughts on Ish and the, and the spin game uh, as well, a bit of, bit of cricket chat too, mate. Really appreciate it. Go well and uh, hope 2023 continues to be good to you. Awesome. Thanks, guys. My pleasure.